The book of Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through to 11. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through to 11. How many been to uh, Dreamworld before? Can I see a show of hands? Anyone? Oh, yep. Yep, been to Dreamworld. Anyone ever been on that giant drop ride? Yeah. Yep, giant drop. Man, yep, that'll get you going. Uh, I remember going on that and I left that, that uh, ride a, a white boy. <laughs> I think the black was just left up there. It's just come back down, you know. But um, being on that ride is, 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 is freaky, you know. I remember going on the ride for the first time of my life. And uh, I went on it with a couple of tourists on there. And uh, yeah, the advice given to, to the first timers was like, whatever you do, don't look down. Whew, man, I can just picture it now, you know. Um, yeah, heights. Yeah, anyway, moving on. But yeah, so you know what, don't, whatever you do, don't look down. And I was looking at the, uh, you know what, the, the reviews of, you know, the giant drop. Get this, for 14 years, the giant drop held the record for the tallest drop tower in the world. 14 years. At the moment, it's now the third tallest drop tower, being at 115 meters. The next ride goes higher, being 120, but the tallest ride being 126 meters. And the saying goes, whenever you get on the ride, whatever you do, don't look down. And so that's what I want to preach on tonight. Whatever you do, don't look down. Out of Matthew chapter 4, verses 1. If you're there, say amen. Amen. All right, if you're not there, say hold on. Oh, yeah, we're still going. So Matthew chapter 4, verses 1. Because here in our text, we're about to read, or we'll, we'll read and we find out the devil is trying to tempt Jesus. Get this in this text. The devil is trying to tempt Jesus to look down. So Matthew chapter 4, verses 1. And it reads this. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights... 40 days and 40, 40 days and 40 nights. Oh my goodness. I love how the Bible says afterward he was hungry. Yes, I'm sure he would have been very hungry indeed. Verse 3, now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written. Everyone say, It is written. written. Come on. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Everyone say, every word. Man, come on. That proceeds from the mouth of God. Verse 5 says, Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you. Man, the devil's quoting scripture to Jesus. He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down. Again, fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him let's pray god i just thank you for your word tonight every word spoken tonight god minister into our hearts in our minds in jesus mighty name and all god's people said amen Amen. hallelujah i want to preach a message entitled whatever you do don't look down turn to your neighbor and tell them whatever you do don't look down don't look down i want to preach a message dealing with temptations (laughs) don't look down 
Amen. So here we read in our text, three times the devil tries to get Jesus to look down, fall down, and bow down. There's three basic types of temptations that you and I will face, and it's found in this text alone, but 1 John chapter 2.16 describes it so well. If you're taking note, 1 John chapter 2.16 says, For all that is in the world, number one, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Number one, if you're making note, 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 lust of the flesh. Let's talk about this for a second, because the Bible says in our text in verse 3, now, when the tempter came to him, when the, te- when the devil came to him, when Jesus came at seven o'clock in the morning to your bed and whispered into your ear, when the devil came to you 11 o'clock at night when you're tired, still on your phone, scrolling, and then all of a sudden you get this message. When the devil, co- okay, am I preaching to someone tonight? When the devil comes to you, oh, see the language that is used. When the tempter came. Most people think when they get saved that the devil doesn't come after them, that God's got your back. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. But, but we realize very quickly, man, why am I getting attacked? Why is there a dart in the back of my back? Why is this an arrow, fiery arrow in my mind? Where did it come from? And it's like we're questioning God. I thought you were for me. Who's against me? And it's like, man, we're so confused. But listen, the devil will not leave you alone. The devil has a strategy and the devil wants to get into your flesh. He wants for you to give into your flesh. The lust of the flesh. Galatians 5.16 says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Get this in verse 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Right there, the Bible gives you a great definition. If you're going to defeat the devil, if you're not going to give in to temptation, listen, you got to walk in the spirit. Because the Bible says so that you do not do the things that you wish. There's so many things that you want to do that your flesh takes over. It's like, man, I could so do this right now. I could so give in to my anger. I could go so give in to lust. But listen, you got to say, hey, I know that there's a battle going on. I'm going to walk in the spirit the battle is going on the flesh are you going to do your will or are you going to walk in the spirit and do God's will the devil does not want you to make it to heaven news flash come on the devil does not want you to go to heaven so he's trying to tempt you he's trying to lure you try to make you live according to your own ways to your flesh to fulfill your flesh The devil tempted Jesus. Listen to what he says. He said, if you're the son of God, command that these stones become bread. He's dealing with his flesh right there. He's dealing with Jesus' flesh because he was fasting 40 days, 40 nights. The devil is like working. I think I could go in this avenue because he's weak at this point. And he's telling him, look down. Okay. Look down at the stones. Look down at the stones and look down where the feet where you're traveling, the world, the dust of this world. Look down at the stones. Begin to feed yourself from these stones, the, the world. With, begin to give yourself, give into your flesh. Look at the stones and the devil wants to shift your focus, your heavenly focus and begin to look down into the world. But then it says, look down inwardly to your flesh. 
The stones represent your flesh, the things that you're fighting to give up, the cigarettes, the pornography, the gambling, the smoking of the weed, everything, giving in to your temptation. The devil wants to draw you away from God's will and begin to find that's within you and say, listen, you got to live by your flesh. But that's wrong. Can you say amen? amen? Galatians 5 verse 19 says, now the works of the flesh are evident. And I'm going to list this out. This is in the Bible, which are adultery. Fornications, that's sex outside of marriage. Uncleanness, lewdness, that's having no filter whatsoever. Just do whatever you feel like. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the time past. Obviously, he's told them before. That those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So here it is, the devil wants to tempt you and I out of the kingdom of God. The devil wants to tempt you out of getting into heaven. He's tempting you, he's luring you to look down and look inward. From your faith to your flesh. And James chapter 1 verse 14, get this, it says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and is enticed. Verse 15, then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Whatever you do, don't look down. Whatever you do, don't look down. When the devil is saying, pick up the stones, feed your flesh, whatever you do, don't look down. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 21, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Whatever you do, don't look down. Let's consider number two, the lust of the eyes. You know, they say the eyes are the windows to your soul. Verse 5 of our text, then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And verse seven, Jesus says to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt, get that, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. This is very important. I want you to write this down. The devil will try and tempt you out of the temple. All right. The devil will try and tempt you out of the temple. Don't think for a day that you got this. Don't think for a day that you've got it all under control, that you're a mighty strong Christian and you got all things going now and you, you know some Bible verses and yep, sweet, I'm good. Don't be like Peter and say, God, I will never forsake you. If they, even they forsake you, I will never will. I'm, 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 I'm the strong disciple. Don't you ever say that because there will come a time, there will come a day when the devil will go, hey, look over there. Oh, oh, sorry, did I just do that? <laughs> the lust of the eyes. I'm telling you, here it is. The devil wants you to be lured out. He wants to tempt you out of the temple because Jesus says, don't tempt me. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. He's not saying fall down, commit suicide. He's tempting Jesus to say, listen, you got to fall down. You got to fall out of the church. You got to fall out of the temple. And the only way he get it, the only way he's going to do it is he's going to tempt you. With the lust of the eyes. Genesis 4 verse 7. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. But you should 
rule over it. I'm telling you, you will come to a point in your Christianity, you'll realize very quickly, man, every day you wake up, there's something lying at the door. The devil is ready to pounce at you. The Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil is after you. It's, a, it's ready to for you to just open up that door just slightly. And then when he comes, he barges his way into your life. And I'm telling you, you've got to make sure the doors are shut against the sin of this world. You've got to say, listen, the eyes, I've got to cover these. I'm going to focus myself on Christ. You know, many men and women have fallen out of the church. They've fallen out of the temple because of the lust of the eyes. On November, I think it was 4, a Hillsong pastor, Brian Houston, he fired one of his leading men in the New York City Hillsong Church. And uh, it was Carl Lentz is his name. And uh, he, he, he fired him because of this moral failure. He, you know what? He committed adultery. He was having an affair with someone else. And so Brian Houston, the leader of the Australian congregation of the, the Hillsong Church, fires Carl Lentz because of this sin. He, because he was, couldn't, uh, you know what, contain or couldn't have a filter on his eyes. He wanted to be with someone else. And I'm telling you this because the devil will tempt you out of the temple. He took the Instagram. This is Carl Lentz and he apologized to the church and the congregation. Sad, sad story. But my point is this. Don't think that you got this under control. The devil wants you to fall down. He wants you to lower your standards. Come on. If you, he will cause you to not wait. He will cause you to not wait for the t right time to get married. Instead, he'll bring along boyfriend. Come on, he'll bring along girlfriend and tempt you out into the streets back again, which God saved you from. Come on, so many strong men in the Bible. Let's talk about Samson for a second. So much strength that was given to him, so much dignity and, and uh, you know what, given to this man. But yet he lowered his standards because Delilah and he was now tempted out of the temple. Let's talk about David, how he lost it to Bathsheba. I mean, these are... The strongest man in the Bible and the most passionate man in the Bible losing the battle because of the lust of the eyes. Matthew 5, 28, but I say to you that whosoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Can I preach the Bible tonight? Come on, we ought to hear this tonight where it says, hey, listen, we got to watch what we look at. That you know what, we're not just about, oh, just, it's okay if you just look, just don't touch. No, 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 excuse me, the Bible says it's so clear in daylight. This is why, come on, can I preach tonight? Pornography kills so many people. It's sin and God hates it. God sees what you do at the midnight hour. God sees what you're doing. And the Bible says, you know what, you are neither hot nor cold, and I'll spew you out of my mouth. Listen, if you're playing with church and you're playing with this and with your eyes, you know what, it makes God sick. There's a website called Ashley Madison, designed for married couples to have a secret affair. And the quote is this, life is too short, have an affair. True story, listen to this, a man by the name of Josh Duga, or Daga, however you want to pronounce this word, a leading executive director for Families Research Council. Listen to this, he signed up to the website, had an affair, but on July, July 2015, the website had been hacked and leaked all the details, all the names, all the addresses, all the credit card details, all out, everyone can see. 
And on that list was this man, Josh Duga. Here, here is a man who is vocal in his faith and is a leading advocate for families. And so the news article jumped on this story. It's like, oh, yeah, kill, get this guy, get him, get him, get him. News articles were released saying Josh Duga has apologized for secret addiction to pornography and for cheating on his wife. Listen to his words. While espousing faith and family values, I have secretly over the last several years been viewing pornography on the internet. And this became a secret addiction and led to me becoming unfaithful to my wife. I am so ashamed of the double life that I've been living and am grieved for the hurt, pain, disgrace my sin has caused my wife and family and most of all Jesus and all those who profess faith in Him. What I'm talking about is the lust of the eyes. It's killing disciples. It's killing destinies. It's killing marriages. It's killing families. It's killing churches. It's killing pastors, leaders, and its workers. If making note, Christians are not exempt from temptation. The devil wants to tempt you out of the temple. Let's talk about thirdly, the pride of life. Verse 8, the devil took Jesus on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. The kingdoms of the world. I want you to understand the world. The kingdom of this world is run by the devil. 1 John 2.15, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Romans 12.2, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The devil says to Jesus, the kingdom of this world is all yours. But Jesus knew, he was like, man, my kingdom is not of this world. He even said this to Pilate in John 18, verse 36. Jesus answers, my kingdom is not of this world. He goes on and he says, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. He's saying this world, listen, I'm not going to live for this world. It's not my kingdom right here. My kingdom is in heaven. But listen, but Jesus, whoa, my goodness. John 3.16, he died for the whole world. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So he dies for this world. He dies for this kingdom that is run by the devil. He says, God, give myself for it. This is Jesus we're talking about. And the devil wants you to have this world. The devil wants you to become famous. The devil wants you to go into the world and live, you know what, in this world. But listen, I want to tell you tonight, don't buy into it. Don't look down whatever you do. This world is ending and Jesus is coming back. Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Come on now, so many people are selling out for this world. So many people are selling out of their Christian faith. So many people are quitting. So many people are running out. So many people are giving themselves to this world. 1 Timothy 6, verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For which some have strayed from the faith. Get that tonight. Some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. There's some people who think, oh, once you get saved, you'll always be saved. Bring up that scripture and say, listen, some have actually strayed from the faith. In their greediness, they peered themselves through with many sorrows. I love this next verse. So many times we, we forget this. But you, O man of God, flee these things. Come on. Flee these things and pursue righteousness. 
Come on, we ought to run from this world and run towards the direction of Jesus. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. I love verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Oh, come on, fight the good fight of faith. Stop letting the devil try and get a hold of you. Stop letting the devil get in your mind. Stop letting the devil tempt you so many times. Stop letting the devil have his upper hand. Come on, you got to put on some spiritual gloves. Uh, come on, you got to say, hey, devil, I'm ready. I'm ready to fight. I'm not going to back down because I'm telling you, we ought to fight the good fight of faith because the devil is trying everything he can. But are you going to stand up and be the Christian in your school? Are you going to stand up and be the Christian at work? Are you going to stand up and say, come on, I'm not going to give myself to this world. You got to to fight the good fight of faith. The devil will say, sell out. You got to tell the devil, I bought the truth. Come on. I bought the truth. Revelations 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not, listen to this, and they did not love their lives to the death. I'm not buying into the lies of the devil because I've bought the truth. And I'm not selling out. I'm not going to be like Judas. I'm not going to be like him and betray the Son of Man for some money because Jesus is worth so much more than this world. Can I get a witness up in here tonight? So let's talk about dealing with temptation, and I'll close. Dealing with temptation. You got to look up. Psalms 5 verse 3. Psalms 5 3. Listen to this. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you. And I will look up. Read that again. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you. And I will look up. The Hebrew word translated in this verse, look up, has a military connotation. It's like a soldier presenting himself to his commander to receive orders. Or an army that is ready to be set in the battle on the field. So what that means is that when we come to him, we come expecting to hear what this assignment is going to be. We're going to come and hear his encouragement or we're going to hear the direction he has for us for every battle. So that's what it's saying. Look up means, you know what, you're a soldier in rank. You're going to fall in rank and say, you know, God, what are you, I'm I'm listening. Yeah, Yeah, I'm listening. I'm submitted to his leadership. I'm submitted to his rule. I'm submitted to Jesus. God, what is it today? I mean, he's talking about in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, God, I'm ready, ready to fight the good fight. Come on, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to, I'm ready to receive these orders, God. Because so many times Jesus says to the devil, it is written, it is written. Three times he says, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We got to get our orders from headquarters tonight. Come on, somebody. God, what do you want to direct me? God, you want to lead me? God, I listen. God, whatever you want to do in my life. God, if you want me to get the job there, I'll go. God, I'm waiting for your orders, God. God, I'm waiting to receive from you, God. And so I'll look up. I'll look up and hear the assignment that God has for my life. That word look up also means to wait expectantly. 
There is a sense of hope in looking up that, you know what, might be your circumstances, might not be fair right now, but all you got to do is look up and say, God, I'm waiting expectantly. Oh, it doesn't matter, you know what, might be financial situation. You know, you got to stand there and say, God, I know that you're for me, God. I know that you're Jehovah Jireh, even things around me, even when there's temptation going on, God, I'm going to wait in line. I'm going to wait and serve you no matter what. So looking up means three things. Number one, it means looking unto Jesus. Hebrews 12 verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Looking up so many times in your temptation, in the heat of the moment, you've got to look up. You've got to say, God, I'm looking to you. You're the author and finisher of my faith. You've got to receive these words. Psalms 34 verse 4 through to 5, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears they looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed come on in the heat of the moment when there's temptation going on the lust of the eyes the flesh the pride of life the things that want to take over you got to say psalms 121 verse 1 i will lift my eyes to the hills Woo! for whence my help comes from my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth god i don't know what's happening i feel like quitting i feel like giving up throwing in a towel oh but i lift my eyes to the hills i lift my eyes to calvary's hill where i saw that what's where you died on the cross for me and you gave me hope god i lift up my eyes secondly looking to the things above colossians 3 verses 1 if then you were raised with christ seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of earth. Whatever you do, don't look down. You got to look up. Looking to the things above. Keep looking higher to where God is. The more you focus on earth, the more limited your vision will be. So number three, look to the word of God. Look to the word of God. Jeremiah 2 verse 31, O generation, see the word of the Lord. Revelations 1 verse 12, I love the scripture. I turned to see the voice. Wait a minute, to see the voice? To see the voice. Okay, let's read on. That spoke to me and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. You know the show, The Voice, right? A singing show, you know, they got to turn to see the voice. They got to turn, they, they're hearing the voice. And it's exactly this what it's talking about. You got to turn to see the voice. It's, this, it's like the picture of Moses. Moses is out there tending to the flock and God calls out Moses, Moses from the burning bush. He turns to see the voice. He turns to see the voice. Listen, you've got your own Bible. You've got a Bible. You've got to now in the morning turn and hear and see his voice. Turn and see the voice. You got to open up the scriptures. You got to look up. You got to look into his word because his word is higher than anything. It contains thoughts that are higher than our thoughts. Isaiah 55, verse 9. And that the word is forever settled in heaven. Psalms 119, verse 89. That is the highest place. And whatever you do, don't look down. You gotta look up and look to his word. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. A very simple message tonight. Don't look down. Whatever you do, don't look down. Let this be a reminder. Whenever you're tempted, may this ring in your mind. Whatever you do, don't look down. That you hear that voice, God's voice saying, whatever you do, don't look down. Look up.
Look unto Jesus. Set your sights above and look into his word. Tonight I want to give an invitation as we do every service. My brother, my sister, you're in this place and I want to ask you a simple question. Where will you spend eternity? The Bible talks about heaven and hell. Spiritual destinations for every single one of us. When God created us, He created us, He breathed. Listen very carefully. He breathed life into us. He breathed life into you. The very breath of heaven into your soul. That's why you're a soul. You have a soul within you. And when we die, I'm telling you, the Bible teaches this. When we are absent from the body, means we are to be present with the Lord. But where will you spend eternity? Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You're here tonight, you know you're not right with the Lord. You're living in sin. You know if you were to die right now, or if Jesus was to come back, you wouldn't make heaven your home. And you feel God's love right now reaching out to you. You know you need to give your life to Jesus. You know this is the night that says, man, this, I'm, I'm here for a reason. This is no accident that I'm hearing this kind of message. God's trying to speak to you tonight. He's trying to set you on a course for your destiny. And maybe you're here tonight and you know you're not right with the Lord. You know you want to make heaven your home. If that's you, why don't you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Lift it up. No one's looking around. This is just between you and God. Lift it up. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you, sir. Anyone else want to join us on his heart and say, yeah, tonight's the night I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. I see that hand. I kind of a privilege to pray with you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you once had a walk with Jesus Christ. You once had a relationship with Jesus, but you've gone your own way. You've slidden back into your old way. The Bible says in Proverbs, like a dog returns back to his vomit, so a fool goes back to its folly. Listen tonight, maybe you're like that tonight. You've gone back into the mess of this world, but you want to come back. You feel God pulling on your heart tonight to start again. If that's you, raise your hand. Say, yes, that's me. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Anyone else? Lift up your hand. God loves you. He wants to touch your soul he knows exactly what you're going through he knows exactly what you're facing in life and he wants to give you that new start anyone else lift up your hand with this honest heart say yes that's me lift it up tonight you're backslidden you're not right with God lift it up join this honest heart say yes that's me hallelujah God bless you amen my brother who lifted up your hand you you meant that tonight if you look up at me you meant that yeah amen come come out and see just meet me right at this altar please thank you come God bless you, brother. God's, got, God's touching your life right now, man. Man, if I can get one of the men to come and pray with, brother. Man, God bless you. What's your name? Damon. Damon? Oh, Damon. I'll just get uh, Dave's going to pray with you right here, man. Just kneel down on your knees, bro. We'll just pray right here. Good on you. Perfect. Thanks, Dave. Amen. Oh, amen. Turning to the church. Maybe God's been speaking to you tonight about dealing with temptation. You're not sure how. Amen. Why don't you come out of your seat? These altars are open. Why don't you come out of your seat? And let's, uh, let's spend some time in His presence right now. Amen. These altars are open. Come and find a place to pray. God, I pray tonight, let us look up whenever we're faced with temptation. Help us, Lord God, to discern the lies of the devil. God, give us some spiritual backbone within our disciples. Let's say, you know what, God, I'm not turning back. I'm going to look to Jesus. I'm going to turn my eyes to Jesus. Oh, Lord, right now, God, I pray for every person here that's dealing with temptation, that's dealing with 
the things of this world, God, that's pulling them away, far away. God, tonight I pray, let this message be an indication, God, that whatever we do, we're not going to look down. We're not going to look back. We're going to look forward. We're going to look up. Oh, right now, touch every soul, every place. God, at this altar, Lord, move throughout this place. Jesus, have your way, God. Minister by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord God, I pray that you help us, Lord Jesus. Raise up a generation who would be pure and holy, sanctified, separate from the world, God. I pray tonight, let the church, Lord God, be a church ready to be received by you. God, if you were to come back for your bride, I pray, God, let the bride be spotless like the lamb. Oh, God, I pray tonight, Lord Jesus, that we would be your church. God, that we would be sanctified and holy and separate. God, that even though temptation is real and the devil wants to lure us out, I pray tonight, God, that we would stand as a, as a soldier in the army of the Lord, God, that we would look up ready to receive orders. Oh, God, I pray, let us be soldiers in this earth ready to fight the good fight of faith. I pray, God, tonight that you give us spiritual, God, weapons in our armor, God. Lord, you've already given it to us, Lord God, the sword of the Spirit. Oh, Lord God, you've given us the shield of faith. God, you've given it all to us, God. Let us walk armored right now. Oh, yes, Lord, the under armor. Oh, Yes, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord.